I'm Dave Glazer. I'm a personal trainer, TikTok creator, and founder of Dave Glazer Coaching. After a couple of breakups in 2017, I became obsessed with understanding relationships, the way people connect. And along this journey, I've created a life and podcast dedicated to lifelong learning and exploring how we communicate with each other through modern dating, text messaging, social media, and dating apps. This podcast brings the industry's top experts in relationship, best-selling authors, speakers, and real-life daters. We discuss the struggles, the celebrations, the fears we face, and all the wonder that relationships can bring into our lives. Please subscribe to the podcast and connect with me on Instagram and TikTok to take a candid look into modern dating. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm excited to invite Charlotte Warren, a digital marketer and TikTok influencer, onto the podcast today to talk all about ghosting. She has a very unique approach to to when and how ghosting occurs in modern dating and how to rate the severity of the ghosting experience and scenario. You may relate to a lot of what we talk about today uh, through getting, getting through the talking stage. You meet somebody on an app and then you're planning a first date. We define what the talking stage is and then we go in depth with defining ghosting, why somebody would ghost, how to process ghosting when it happens to you, and five reasons why it's a good reason to ghost somebody. So this episode is one of my favorite to date because we get real, we get honest, and we go deep into our own personal experiences with ghosting. If Charlotte's message resonates with you today, please don't hesitate to reach out to her on TikTok. Welcome to the Peasant Party is her handle name. And if you have any questions or comments, please engage with her videos and uh, look up her chart on Medium because they are absolutely detailed and they will walk you through every step of every relationship scenario and how, what you can do to respond to somebody who's ghosted you. If you're looking for a little bit more support in your relationship and your dating life, please don't hesitate to reach out to me for one-on-one coaching or a free week trial of our small group, Elite Members Only Group Coaching Program, where we're gonna walk you through how to get over next and then how to rebuild the confidence it's going to take in order to get back out there. Within that group container, you'll receive the support, guidance, and confidence that you need in order to co-create the relationship that you ideally are looking for. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at DaveGlazer underscore CSCS, or go on over to DaveGlazer.com for more information. Without further delay, let's get into today's episode with Charlotte Warren. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm stoked to invite my guest, Charlotte Warren from Austin, Texas. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Dave? I'm fantastic. Thanks for joining me and taking time out of your day to do this. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I share with you, this is my first podcast I've ever been on, but I'm excited to be here. Um, always wanted to do one of these, so I'm um, yeah. stoked for the opportunity. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining me. We are we are set to talk about ghosting today. Like that is the topic of conversation. And and we originally connected on TikTok and you have the best videos and best spreadsheets and, and charts on ghosting. Tell me a little bit about your experience with TikTok. Yeah, so I got on the TikTok um, probably when, you know, COVID was at its peak back in March of 2020. Um, and, you know, just kind of watched from a distance. Like, I think I maybe fiddled around with like a few trends, um, but had fun with it. And a big part of that interest also came from um, like my professional background and what I do for work. I'm in digital marketing. Um, you know, one aspect of that is 
social media and like all of the you know revenue you can drive to a company by just having a good social presence, whether that's paid ads or just you know organically creating good content. Um, so it was something I was you know really fascinated by. Um, TikTok's kind of you know the big thing right now. It's the last place that you can really go viral, and all these like you know millennials, boomers, uh, Gen X, we're all trying to figure out how to navigate it, and Gen Zs just running circles around us. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun how creative people can be. Um, so I was really just trying to figure out the app, um, fiddled with some trends, um, had fun with like, you know, trying to just throw spaghetti at a wall and see what was sick. Like a lot of millennial meme type stuff, like, oh, like, look how crazy I once was and I'm not anymore kind of deal. Um, and then I, I was always fascinated by dating content, relationship content, um, followed a lot of creators, um, but just kind of was apprehensive to do anything. I was apprehensive about it because of just, you know, what it could do in my personal life as far as like you know, telling personal stories at that level. Um, yeah, at the time was um was single, um, you know, was going through like the trials, tribulations of um of dating. And um, you know, I, I feel like I would see two types of dating content creators where it was either just, you know, professionals with, you know, very real, very good advice, um, very serious, which was which was really cool. And I wasn't one of those. Um, or it was, you know, average people, it was funny, um, but sometimes the advice was pretty toxic, or it would be like, almost like their own personal sex in the city type story where they talk about, you know, their dates or like, here's my fit check before I go on my date or mm -hmm. here's a date recap, like nicknaming guys they are going on dates with and right. you know, telling those stories. And that, I think that's what I was worried about was um, just, you know, virality is a drug. And I didn't want to end up in a position where if I were to talk about something like that, um, you know, starting to make bad decisions in my personal life so that I would have a good story. Um, I didn't want to make anyone I was dating or seeing like feel uncomfortable um, or feel like, you know, am I here for the wrong reason? Is their entire life going to be put on display? I, I tend to um, guys in their late twenties, like thirties, a lot of them aren't on TikTok and they don't understand it. And, you know, the, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, like, do you do little dances on TikTok? I was like, no, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but just the idea of that. And then I think just like little things too, like just, you know, exes out there that, try to show back up because they've heard stories that I'm telling personal stories on TikTok. Right. So I was yeah apprehensive about dating content. And then um, I relate so much to your story because it was a place for me to go where my exes weren't following me. And it was a yeah. place where I could kind of like try to be creative in a way that mm -hmm. wasn't involved in my business, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was, I guess this was whenever that first video around like what the talking stage is um, whenever I made that, um, I'd been seeing somebody um, who I really liked. We were going on dates um, and, you know, my closest friend out here in Austin is like, oh yeah, the guy she's talking to, to friends. And I said, oh no, we're, we're, we're dating, been mm -hmm. going on dates and it's been good. We're still going on dates. Um, it's like, no, that's, that's talking. It's like dating means boyfriend, girlfriend. Well, whole argument, we've, we've had that ongoing argument for a while. Um, and then, you know, she said like, oh, I agree to disagree. And I was like, oh, right. we're not, we're not doing agree to disagree. Right. I'm going to make a chart and put it on TikTok and say like the talking stage is you match with someone or you, you're, you're arranging the date. It's before any dates have happened. Once you date, it's dating. And then that mm -hmm. blew up. And then, yeah. yeah, I had fun like drawing that diagram. Like for work, I do um, a lot of like presentations, like reporting and whatnot. So I you know, was like, I kind of, I think I found a funny niche here about like dating relationship content without talking about my own personal life. Like I think it's also funny, just everyone's trying to find a science to dating. They're trying to like come up with all these new terms and buzzwords and stuff. And I think it's kind of fun to turn it on its head and just like point out how like, I don't know, ridiculous, ridiculous it is to try to put everything in a box um, when there's so much like nuance and context out in the world. Right.
Um, right. So ghosting was the next one after that. I, th- I did that talking stage one. I'll still jump back to it and all people chime in and say like, oh, what's my situation? And then I'll point it out on the chart where they are. I have fun with it. Um, and ghosting, you know, what, what is it ghosting or not? Like what constitutes ghosting and how bad is it? Term ghosting has been so, it's so broad at this point. Um, you know, some people think ghosting is, you know, you match with someone on a dating app, you say hi, a few pleasantries back and forth, and then person stops talking like, no, that's ghosting. So it sounds like because you and your friend were having a discussion about something that was happening in your own lives, mm-hmm. you wanted to give clarity to the modern dating community of like, no, this is what a talking stage is. Yes. And that caught so much fire that it was fun for you. Mm-hmm. And then the term ghosting mm-hmm. came about in your conversation as well. You're like, let me expand on the talking stage and then mm-hmm. move towards defining ghosting. So tell me exactly what ghosting looks like in modern dating. Yeah, and I think I think a, a big challenge that's come with ghosting in modern dating is no one has you know, there's no right definition to it or everyone's definition of ghosting is is so different. And I think when I first heard the term, it had a more clear definition where the idea was, um, you know, it was you were in a, a relationship or somewhat of an established relationship. Um, and then someone, you know, rather than ending it by like directly breaking up with them, you take the easy way out by just disappearing, effectively becoming a ghost. And it was something mm-hmm. that was intentional. Um, it was you know, very clear that they were avoiding a real breakup. Um, and I think that's when I first heard it, like that was what ghosting was to me. Um, I think I'm, if, I don't know if I was still in college, in college at that point, but, um, it was around when, you know, dating apps were newer. Um, you know, there was less, I feel like just digital ways that people would connect for dates than there are now. Like you hear stories of like sli- slide in the DMS or like yeah. things like that. Um, it, it was, be- it was before there's just all of these like nuances and, and context that you could kind of add to that. And then mm-hmm. ghosting of today, what it feels like, um, is just, you know, what it what really is ghosting. Like, um, some people consider it to be, so when you've matched with on a dating app, have some pleasantries and back and forth, um, and then you know it disappears. Is that they disappear? Is that ghosting? Is calling that ghosting? Um, you know, downplaying the person who disappeared on their live-in partner because it's the same exact word. When is it you know a more egregious and assholeish thing to do? And there's so much that goes into that. Um, right. Yeah. So it's so it sounds like uh, how long you've been speaking to or dating somebody. Uh, really kind of determines how how severe the ghosting is. So yes. let's start at the beginning. You were talking about matching with somebody, talking about pleasantries on the app, and then they disappear on you. Yeah, I, I feel like I agree with you that that's not ghosting. That's mm-hmm. the talking stage, and there's no real set plans. Mm-hmm. And then let's say that there's a first date set up, and they stand you up. Would you consider that ghosting, or is it a little bit beyond? I think, I mean, I think standing up across the board is rude. And I think, um, and that's where some nuances come up as, as I've tried to, you know, add some clarity and color to something that's so complicated as people raising their hands and going, well, what about this type of situation? Is this ghosting? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how was I supposed to put this on a chart? Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, and, and talk about it in less than three minutes. Exactly. And that's part of it too, is just what can I fit on a chart? What can I talk about in three minutes? Um, but um I wonder if that gets its own definition because I think that's, you know, bank plans and someone doesn't show up. Um, there's something that, yeah, that's, that's rude no matter what. And I, I would say it's like, I feel like we can agree on that terminology yeah. of like, okay, I feel stood up because I arrived at the place or mm-hmm. maybe like 30 minutes before they date the, before they mm-hmm. date, they are like, Hey, not going to make it. 
no explanation, no opportunity to reschedule. I would consider that stood up as well. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, the last minute cancellations, um, with no explanation are, are, are rude. I think you've got to do that. If you've got five, you've got to do morning of, and I think I, maybe I say this is okay. like, you know, woman, you go and you put your makeup on and, um, you know, there's, there's a special, you know, outfit and stuff like that, that goes with all of that. Um, yeah, morning. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's also just yeah, rude to cancel. Sure. Um, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I hear you talking about, um, like some social mores and expectations of like when to check in, when to confirm that first date. Mm-hmm. And I'm not much of a morning texter, but I will try to check in before noon on the day of, if it's an mm-hmm. evening, um, if it's like a coffee in the afternoon or mid morning, um, mm-hmm. Hey, on my way, see you in a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will always confirm the day before. Yeah. I've, I always did that. I always did that. I always did. Um, and I think a lot of times I felt like I always had quick turnaround between, um, you know, a match and a date or, you know, someone saying like, Hey, like, you know, would love to take you out sometime, um, between that and a date where, um, that happened pretty quickly. Um, but I would always do, and this was partially for me too, where it was just like, Oh, you know, I'm going to put on makeup today. If I'm, if I've got a date later kind of deal. Um, so it was, it was, it was was selfishly in in that way. Um, but, um, I would usually do if it was, it had been more than a week out, like I would go the day before morning of, and Hey, I'm about to leave now, like see you in a little bit. Um, and then that way too, like, it wasn't just like, you know, are are you coming or not? Um, but I, I was always like a big checker inner. Right. Yeah. Not to get off topic. Let's just briefly talk about, um, who is doing the confirmation and who's checking in with the other? Is it the person who asks the other out? Or is it the man or the woman in, in a heterosexual relationship? That's a great question. Um, I, I always like I always like getting just check-in just to, to be polite and just make sure like everything's on the same. I hate last minute cancellation. So just make sure everything's on the same page. Um, I I always just say say what I need to say um, versus like waiting for someone else to say it. So I um, so like I you know I don't want to put on makeup for a date that's not going to happen. So I always do the morning check-in. Um, mm-hmm. I always do. Sometimes it's like if you're wrapping up the day, especially just remote work, it's so much like work-life integration more than it is work-life balance where it's just, hey, I'm wrapping up. Are we, you know, we're still good for this time, right? Do we need to push like an hour or something? Yeah. Um, so I do do that. Um, I feel like that that is one aspect of like of dating that I feel like I, I've never really thought about as like a, you know, who needs to do it kind of this, the way I might think of like who pays for this, who, right. you know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah, I can totally understand where you're coming from. Me, on the other hand, I yeah, overthink about dating so that my clients don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's just who I am. I, I had gone through a period of being single for three and a half years mm-hmm. and then found a relationship for a year mm-hmm. and that one ended and then I found TikTok. But let's jump back to ghosting because we were talking about the yeah. definition and then we were talking about the first date. So let's say we've had a first date. When is it technically that ghosting begins after a first date? Yeah. So I, um, and I, I, I put the whole like ghosting scale together. I personally, so first I'm a big believer that it takes two to be ghosted. I think that, um, it's really easy to perceive a conversation as just ending. Um, if there's you know nothing that compels a conversation to continue. Um, and I think that, you know, it could be, someone could assume like, maybe you just weren't interested if you didn't say like, Hey, I'd love to do this again. Yeah. Um, you know, I call it, some people call it fizzling where it's like the mutual ghosting. Um, I've definitely been on some you know, first dates, maybe date two, where it's just, you know, didn't feel it. And then I didn't send a text, didn't get one and then never saw the person again. Sure. Um, and, um, or they wait by their phone. Um, they don't say anything. They don't say, I'd love to see you again. Um, and they are like, oh, well they ghosted. 
it takes two to be ghosted. If, if you had a fun time and wanted to see them again, say it. And some people say like, oh, it, sh- it should be the guy or he offered to, mm-hmm. they to, you know, they, they, they planned this date. It's, you know, it's on you to plan the next. Um, and I've just thought of it. Like if I have, if I had a good time, I'll say it. Like I'm a, I, I do send thank you texts. Like I would always send thank you texts regardless. Um, you know, just, Hey, I got home safe. Like you know, a lot of guys would say, Oh, make sure you got home safe. And um, yeah. that thank you text is would be, you know, had fun because I probably did have fun. Um, did I want to see them again? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, and that's what I put on there. I, I had the levels of, yeah. So as far, yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just talk through that. that yeah, let's dig chart. into it. What I heard you describing there um, was a style of ethical dating that's probably not prominent in modern culture of mm-hmm. like, hey, sending that thank you text. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see that thank you text, but I'm not expecting that thank you text until unless I do a couple of things at the end of the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of those things could be an example of like, hey, I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'll see you soon. Or, hey, had a great time. Let's do this again sometime soon. Mm-hmm. And if I say one of those three variations or a variation of those three sentences, mm-hmm. that's me saying like, I had a great time. Let's do it again. Let's keep the conversation going. And then I would look for that text, that thank you text. Mm-hmm. If I don't receive that thank you text, I'm kind of picking up on they're not interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on a date last week. I very rarely share my own personal life, but mm-hmm. I walked her towards her car and I said, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Gave her a hug. And she paused and her body language was like, um, yeah, I'd like to do this again soon. Mm-hmm. And there was an awkward pause. And I love that awkward pause on a date because mm-hmm. like we get to fill the space with whatever's coming up for us, you know, and mm-hmm. And she's like, let's do this again soon. And I was like, yeah, I would like that. Let me get your number. Cause we hadn't exchanged numbers off the app yet. Got her number, texted her uh, the next morning, I think, or later that night. And she sent the thank you text back and said, I've had some things come up for me. I- I'm actually going to take a break from dating, but how about I reach out to you in a month? Let, let you know where I'm at. And that to me That's... felt really ethical and really yeah. aligned and integrous of both of us. And there were no hard feelings, couldn't take it personal, you know? And that's the thing too, is you, you can't take it personally. If people do, um, you see all this, just like this rage about ghosting and it's like, a lot of times it's like a first date. You can't take it personally. That person didn't really even know you at all. Like, so what's to take personally about it? Um, it's, it's really, it says more about them. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's not even, you know, in, intentional, but I think that's awesome that you were able to, um, you know, just be that open and intentional, uh, with that date, um, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, when you say like, I had fun on the date, um, you know, at the end of the date, is that something that you say like, you know, with, with meaning behind it? Or is, is that something where you avoid saying like, um, you know, Hey, I had fun, would love to do this again, um, where it could be like misconstrued. Cause I feel like sometimes at ends of dates, I've might've communicated. I was more interested than I was by saying, Hey, I had fun. Like we, we should do this again soon, just kind of vaguely. And I wouldn't think about it. It was just, to me, it was right. a pleasantry. Um, mm-hmm. is that something you're, you're typically, um, you know, very, uh, intentional about when you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, I am very intentional at the end of the date of, mm-hmm. um, not having any ambiguity around mm-hmm. the end of the date. Um, I, I won't try to set up a second date on the first date. I'll mm-hmm. actually let that kind of, um, that anticipation grow for the second date, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't want to necessarily, uh, like you were saying, give out false impressions. Mm-hmm. My intentionality is leaving the first date, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of anticipation of like, oh, did I hear them correctly? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I want to say thank you for the date. And that kind of initiates the next step of 
yeah, were you interested? Let's do this again. What's your schedule like next weekend? Yeah, I've, I've definitely had those where it's like you plan the next date on the date um, when you're having that much fun. And I think that's always a clear sign. I think sometimes too, it's just, you don't know. Do you ever like end a date where you just, you don't, you don't necessarily know, like what, what do you say to someone when you had fun, but you just, you're not totally sure. Is that usually a sign it's a no or? Yes and no. Um, I don't necessarily walk away from a date wanting to create stories in my mind about what just happened. The only thing I'm really walking away from on the first date is, do I want to have a second? And if it's an evening date, like say we grabbed happy hour or um, when I was having drinks on dates, um, I'd say, let me know you get home safe. And then that text comes through, whether it's that night or the next morning. And that's my opportunity to initiate, hey, I'd like to see you again soon. What's your yes. weekend like coming up? You know, um, for me, it's about self-leadership, but it's also leading, leading the direction of where I want to go. And that for me, it's everything clear for me. Absolutely. No, that's, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I always like the let me know when you get home safe text. And I thought, I think that was a good way to keep things neutral and friendly um, where there was an opener to you know say, Hey, I'd love to do this again. Um, if I wasn't sure, cause sometimes, I mean, I've, I've pursued guys where I wasn't sure after the first, after the first night. And sometimes it was just about me and just you know, what was going on in my life where it was just, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know, or um, I, had, I had to think through a few things. And I think I, a lot of times I have to sleep on a, I would have right. to sleep on a decision like that. Right. Yeah, I, I love that perspective of, I may not want to trust my first impression, you know, like, mm -hmm. is it my attachment style showing up that I'm like, oh, I really want to plan a second date. And then that's a, a red flag in myself. So mm -hmm. what I heard you describing was just sitting with the emotions that show up on a first date, mm -hmm. and letting uh, my, my kind of butterflies calm down a little bit, and then make a decision when I'm clear headed the next morning, or um, when I'm um, sober, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like had a couple glasses on a, on a date, a glass of wine on a date. Was I thinking clearly? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've had a few of those where it's just the conversation flows, but sometimes it's just like, was it just a fun first date? Am I just a fun first date? Cause I feel like I could, I could talk to anyone. I'm pretty extroverted. Um, so sometimes yeah, I'm a fun just, date. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it's, it's like, Oh, you know, am I, am I just fun? Cause I could, you know, have fun with anyone. So um, that's all I, I, I always like to just have the opportunity to sleep on it. Um, yeah, I feel like if I was at the end of the date and said, Oh, Hey, like maybe I shouldn't be, shouldn't be saying like, Oh, we should totally do this again sometime unless I really mean it. But sometimes those pleasantries just sort of slip out. Mm -hmm. But if I had yeah, a guy that wasn't, it was kind of like, Oh, oh yeah. It's like, again, when, when, when are you free? It would, it would kind of be like, right. Oh shoot. Like, you know, what did like, I just step into? You. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we got, we got uh, distracted there for a moment, but I think you pulled up your chart. What do you, yeah. what do you have for us? Yeah. So as far as just, um, so just to give, a, if anyone's listening to this, um, just, you know, verbally, what I did, um, was basically it said like, Hey, let's, let's redefine ghosting. The definition of ghosting has just gone off the rails. Um, it's, you know, people, some people's ghosting is you bail on a real relationship. Other people's ghosting is you stop talking to them on a dating app. And it's the same word that, you know, people are just throwing out there. And because not only has the definition become so broad, um, it's also become the worst possible thing you can do. Like you hear all the stories where it's like ghosting is so bad. Like, you know, look at this ghoster, like the guys who ghost fuck boys. Like, so there's been all of that. And then um, something that's come with that too, is it almost feels like we're going too far in the other direction with it. I've definitely have had guys where I was, I would go on a first date and maybe, maybe part of this was on me for not sending a like, Hey, like, you know, I don't see this going any further. Um, but I, I never hated the mutual fizzle, um, that kind of came, that kind of was just like, Oh, you know, a date and 
kind of a mutual understanding that it wasn't a fit. Um, mm-hmm. But I would I would almost like get annoyed where it was like a, three days would pass, no one had said anything, and I got I would get this like long text from whoever I'd been on the date with, and it felt like it put me at a net negative where it was almost like this ego. It felt very egotistical. Like it always said stuff like I'm sure this isn't what you want to hear. Like best of luck out there. Like kind of deal that those type types of verbiage and. Oh, it, I didn't like it. I was I, maybe I just have too big of a big of an mm-hmm. ego, but um, it was annoying where it would be like people would steer too far in the other direction. So um, you, know, I said I'm going to redefine ghosting. I'm going to put it on this x y axis and make a science. So, and I made it humorous. Um, where you know the x axis um is the level of relationship you have with um with the person, ranging from virtual. Um, and there's some nuance that comes to virtual. Um, that I've learned lately virtual all the way to married, um, with, um, you know, married, you know, being a a red zone, you need a, you need a, a a lawyer and and to go to court for that. You can't really ghost. Um, but, um, (laughs) you, and I, and I know that's not necessarily the end game goal for people. I try to make it general marriage is the, where, you know, that for the most, the most significant level of commitment in the eyes of the law. So, that was the end. And then um, virtual, I put at the very beginning, I did put unknown because, you know, if you DM Haley Bieber and say like, break up with Justin for me and she ignores you. She didn't ghost you. Um, Certainly but, not. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, virtual, um, you know, one to three dates, you know, sexual activity, actively dating in a relationship. So looks at, you know, how close are you to this person? Um, and then the Y axis, um, like I said, I feel it takes two to get ghosted. What did the person who feels they were ghosted do um, that could provoke a response from the other person um, with the idea that, you know, the more action that they take, the, um, you know, the less likely it is that the other person can say like, you know, I didn't realize they were still interested or I thought it was just, you know, if they don't say anything like, oh, didn't know they were still interested. If you just say basic pleasantries, like, thanks for a great date and, you know, no, I want to see you again kind of thing. Um, you know, they can say like, thought the conversation just ended um, and all the way ranging from, you know, th- that level of communication to calling the police and some some of that is jokey um but if you disappear on your live-in partner without a trace i think they're well within the right to call the police they might assume you got murdered yeah something longer than 24 hours of not hearing i think is is technically the law but all jokes aside yeah if you care about somebody and you haven't heard from them in two or three days and you live together yeah absolutely i think calling the cops can be a, a part of um as albeit as negative as it sounds. Yeah. It can be a part of ghosting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so the idea I had with it was just, we want to look at the level of relationship as well as, um, and I'm pulling up the, the chart in the back in the background, which is why I'm just fiddling a little bit so I can like remember what's on it. Um, yeah. The idea is basically. Do you want to share your screen? Thing. Cause we're going to throw this on Ooh, YouTube. Also. I absolutely could. Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying today's episode with Charlotte. I know that I really, truly enjoyed the conversation. And so far We've discussed what is the talking stage, what is ghosting, and why are some reasons that people would possibly ghost. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode because Charlotte's going to dig into her specific chart that she diagrammed to be a helpful aid for us to understand ghosting and how to respond when it happens. I want to take a moment to invite you to try our small group program free for one week where you will join other members exactly like you looking for exactly the same thing that you are which is guidance, expertise, and understanding ourselves better so that we can co-create a relationship so that we can enter into a partnership with somebody who shares your values. If you're looking for a little bit more support in your life right now, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly on TikTok 
at Dave Glazer or on Instagram at Dave Glazer underscore CSCS. Now let's get back to today's episode with Charlotte Warren. Yes, I actually, I put, um, I wrote this up on a Medium account. Um, I, you know, people wanted PDF versions of these charts, but I took- What is ghosting? um, Who's the a-hole? That's hilarious. Yes. So I did (laughs) one um, like X, Y axis with the idea of relationship seriousness. So the, the blocks I put on here were virtual one to three dates, sexual activity, actively dating. So you're actively going on dates, but for some reason you haven't said we're boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. committed relationship. That one obviously can be pretty lengthy um, or you know the level of committed relationship can vary. Cohabiting, so person you live with, engaged, married. Um, and I know mm-hmm. that isn't yeah. always linear for some people, but um, I'm going off generic or eyes of the law kind of thing. Um, and then also, like I said, ghosting takes two to be ghosted. Um, did the other person um, did the person who feels they were being ghosted make an effort to communicate with the quote unquote ghoster? So with the first step being silence, you know, if you go on a date with somebody and then after the fact, you don't say thanks um, or anything, you, they could assume you're not interested. If you were waiting by the phone and didn't hear from them, but you said nothing, what are they supposed to think? Um, yeah, I had the next step is pleasantries. So I think that's a thank you without saying, you know, I'd love to see you again. Um, the call to action, which is kind of a goofy way of putting it, I'm trying to fit everything on the chart, is um, asking for asking some form of a question or something that would provoke a response. Right. Um, okay. Invitation is I would like to see you again or an attempt to make plans. Um, multiple attempts um, is you've tried to do, you know, that pleasant. You've done some pleasantries. You've asked some questions. You've tried to invite. You're continuing to do it. I think with multiple attempts, you still keep the um, you you still assume ignorance. Um, it's still like friendly it's still like you know hey like would love to see you and then maybe the next day like oh hey like not sure what you're up to but you know would love to get coffee later um it's still friendly still assumes there's no ghosting even though in the back of your mind you might think you're being ghosted um the next step is direct acknowledgement where it's hey you're ghosting me or why are you ignoring me you're like acknowledging being ignored and then um from there i have expression of fear so that's when you say i'm worried about you um, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I should, I should have put one more step of, you know, contacts, friends and family or mutual connections. Um, but the final step of that is, um, right. contacting authorities, um, which right. sounds silly. Um, if you are a earlier stage connection. Um, so if you are one to three dates in, um, that's just why, um, on this chart here, I have the zones of, is it ghosting or not, or what's kind of crazy behavior. If you go one to three dates with someone and you've been ghosted and you start blowing up their phone or calling the police saying, oh, is this person go missing? I haven't heard from them. It's probably more on you than it is on them. Um, But if you live together and you disappear without a trace, I think they're well within the right to call the police. They might assume you got murdered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So on the, on the Y axis, you had uh, that third or fourth step up in there, which is like engaging with a question. Yes, I, I really do enjoy that perspective uh, as a kind of like a slow startup. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going to directly accuse you, but I am concerned why I haven't necessarily heard back from you. So I'm going to ask you a question, maybe refer mm-hmm. back to that date that we just had, like make something playful in reference to the, the conversation on the first date. Mm-hmm. Um, on a first date, I, if I'm feeling interested three quarters of the way through, I might allude to something I'm interested in, like, mm-hmm. hey, I was going to go to Top Golf and just kind of gauge their reaction. And then during this slow startup question period, I might mm-hmm. reference Top Golf, you know, if it came up. Mm-hmm. No, that, to- that totally makes sense. And I, I have more of a breakdown of um, all of these different terminology 
bits. Um, definitely people saying like, well, what makes a multiple attempt different from a direct acknowledge? And it's like, oh, well, you know, direct acknowledge still claims ignorance. Um, you know, an invitation versus call to action, a call to action is like, how are you? Um, and then an invitation is, hey, I'd like to, you know, do something like this. Would you like right. to join me? Um, right. Where there's just less room to claim ignorance. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I did an in-depth analysis of this for some reason, um, but I had fun no, with it. I, I um, love it. Comment in that um, they were hard of hearing and that I didn't have captions. And so I, uh, part of me was like, oh, like I should probably type this up um, as well as just, I can't fit all this in under three minutes. So right. um, wrote it up so that to be inclusive and so that everyone could share the wealth of it. Yeah, this is an excellent resource. Go ahead and uh, close out as sharing your screen and, and we'll move on to cool. some more audience questions that I have for you. Sound good? Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of briefly covered what ghosting is and throughout your level of involvement, level of interest, one to three dates, and then so forth. Now, what are some reasons why somebody would ghost? Yeah, I think something that comes with, um, yeah, I think reasons for ghosting, and I um, I noted those on um, that chart as well, were, um, as, which I always say is additional factors. It's never clear cut and dry. Um, it's never, you know, you can look at it and say like, well, we went on, we went on one date and I said, I would love to see him again. And then he disappeared. Um, that's not the same situation across the board. I think some factors in there, um, you know, if someone, um, I do think sometimes someone already rejects somebody um, and then they call it ghosting when they stop you know, stop responding to that. That's not ghosting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think there can be miscommunications as far as maybe a soft no that came up along the way. Um, you see that um, just not to gender things more with women where, you know, there's that, there is that fear of rejecting somebody. Um, I think right. maybe that's why I still do that pleasantry. I would still do that pleasantry of like, would love to do this again sometime. And if, you know, a guy pressured me and I was, um, you know, I knew in my mind, I wasn't comfortable with it. I might not say like, oh, you know, I actually don't mean that or you know, I, I don't know if I want to do this again. I don't know if it's right. a fit when he's standing right in front of me. So I think right. um, you might see that more with women or people that are you know scared or apprehensive. Um, I totally get what you're saying there that like maybe in person at the end of the night, if you've mm -hmm. gone out to dinner and it's getting dark outside, you might use that pleasantry. Mm -hmm. And what I like to encourage people to do is like stay safe no matter what, especially mm -hmm. if you're meeting on an app. And then you can always step back later. And like mm -hmm. the next day, when they do reach out, hey, after some thinking, I really don't feel the connection I'm looking for. Best of, mm -hmm. best of luck to you. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way. I'm glad you brought it up about the end of the night pleasantries mm -hmm. so that you're not putting yourself in a situation that is undesirable at all. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think that's a, that was a huge theme of this is just um, did you know the other party feel unsafe for any reason? Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, for better or worse, we take at face value. Um, I think, um, you know, regardless of how nice, um, and not to gender it again, nice someone, you know, feels they are or, or actually is, um, I think there is, you know, that aspect of, um, you know, women feel fear of getting murdered. That is, that is an option. I think when men go on dates, they don't think like, am I going to get murdered? It's, um, right. but women, it is on the back of your mind mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and yeah. I think that safety aspect, um, I guess to share um, somewhat of a personal story, um, I, I, ghost, I, I ghosted someone probably about a, about a year ago, um, had gone on a, I think I've, like, I've been on two dates um, and thought he was great. Um, and I, we went to, um, went to a bar and caught a glimpse of his ID, um, saw, you know, the, oh, he was going by his middle name, realized like, oh, this is his first name. I look up everybody. Um, I have like a been verified account. I'm big on safety mm -hmm. um, and, you know, punched his name in there and he had been um, 
on trial for rape. Oh, and we, fuck. yeah. So yeah. Um, mug shots. It was this guy. Um, and not right. only that, um, you know, on trial for rape was not guilty. Um, obviously there's, there's so much like he said, she said to that, where it's like, you know, what was, was that actually true? I don't know. But, um, the scarier part was that a few years later, he, um, was, he, and he was convicted of this, um, like took a Uber to go beat up his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend at her house, broke into her house. And I read that I called my best friend. I was like, you know, laughing to myself. I had a date plan the next day. And mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I stood up, I, I blocked him on everything. I was terrified. Um, yeah. and safety was a factor. Like I, I felt, you know, I've the idea of rejecting someone who took an Uber to go beat up his ex-girlfriend. Right. That's, I mean, that was, I, I ghosted and stood him up, which is, you know, in any other context without that extra information, that would be rude. That would be extremely rude. I'd be an awful person. I was a few dates in, um, mm-hmm. but that was a safety thing. Yeah. Completely justifiable. And I can't imagine what you went through at that time. It's, it sounds like you had a support system around you. Yeah, it was, um, I was definitely spooked. And then, um, yeah, I felt, cause I think he, I think he, he drove me home and it was like, oh my gosh, he knows where I live. Yeah. Um, so it had that, that scary feeling where it was just like, oh my gosh, like was the, was it, was it worse to give the, um, you know, some, so sometimes with ghosting too, on that safety aspect, um, sometimes it's just the illusion of not being rejected that, you know, especially with a guy maybe has you know ego issues, doesn't want to be rejected. Um, you live in a big city, they might meet someone new in a week. Um, Mm -hmm. the idea of like, oh, the illusion of rejection might, or not being rejected might be better than actually rejecting them, even though it's still ghosting. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, part of me was like, oh, will he get mad? Will he get mad or if I ghost and don't respond or like if I send some kind of rejection? Right. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I've heard people talk about when not to block somebody. And just as a caveat here, before we jump on to the next question, but like why you wouldn't want to block somebody is so that you, you want to see how it escalates so that you can report this person and you have proof of their escalation that really doesn't have much to do with you. And it might have more to do with what's coming up for them. So I totally respect and understand where, why you would block this person Mm -hmm. and, um, when it comes to safety, there's so much to talk about. There really is, especially in the modern era and why I feel as if like the message of TikTok and the message of the podcast can do so much to change the culture of modern dating. Exactly. And not talking about these things is perpetuating some of the toxic behavior in modern dating. Oh, 100%. And um, yeah, like, I, I think it's something you need to talk about. Because I think, you know, an average guy will say, like, you know, I'm a nice guy, I would never do something like that. But, you know, I have a date like that with a guy who I, you know, see a, a very scary mugshot. you know, the next day date I go on might be with the nicest guy ever. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I might be a little apprehensive to, you know, um, you know, tell him what my last name is or something like that. Right. Or, um, you know, maybe I'll want to stay on the app and not use my phone number or like, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I'll drive there. Like, even though I'm having fun, like just that thought in the back of your mind and, you know, maybe the guy's taking it personally, like, Oh my gosh, like, does she not like me? Like, why is she keeping me at arm's length? It's like, no, it's not right. you. It was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely understand being aware and conscious of those things. Um, mm-hmm. possibly screenshotting the profile of the person you're meeting up with and sending it to a trusted friend, like the person you reached out to. Mm-hmm. Always do. Um, yeah, my closest friend and I are on find my friends um, with one another. And we always had a rule of like, awesome. you can make up whatever story you need to about me to get out of a situation. So, you know, if you say, oh, hey, like, 
Charlotte, she was at dinner and pooped your pants. I got to go get her some <laughs> like that kind of thing. Just whatever story we needed to make up about sure. one another. And we would sure. agree with it. And sometimes we'd have these funny ideas in our head, but just, yeah. you know, like if you need me to make a phone call and um, you put me on speaker, just tell me what to say. So we had that rule with one another. And I always knew when she was going on dates and vice versa. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you, you get by with the help of your friends for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I went out with a girl for a couple of months, a few years ago, and, and her group was called the safety squad. I like that. that I mean, that, that's good. Like, I think also you, you feel, you, you know, when you feel safe. Um, I remember when I first started, um, seeing the, the guy that I'm, I'm dating. And, um, I remember he was like, at first he's like, we should, we should go hiking. And it was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know him. Um, we, we knew each other previously. Um, but he, I think he even said like, he's like, no girls ever want to do hiking dates early on. He's like super outdated. And it was just like, yeah, do the two of you alone in the woods? Like, right. so I think like, cause sometimes like men don't always think that. So I always wonder if like, it, it didn't even occur to him, like, oh, like she would think I would do that. It's like, yeah, you know, it's on the back of her mind. It's not you. It's, right. you know, Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. that, that happened. That's a thing. It happens. Yeah. There's other reasons why I recommend not to do hiking dates as well. Like what if you it's a first date, you get 10 minutes in and you don't like this person at all. Like they aren't talking, they're not carrying the conversation or they're just not interesting. And now you have two hours with the person on an out and back or a loop type of a hike. Yeah. Like I always, that and I always the safety, <laughs> that and the safety or just, yeah. Like I, I was always, um, like as cliche as it was, I was always like a, a drinks person. Um, I always liked, um, you know, Monday or I always like Tuesday through between Tuesday and Thursday, um, I like drinks because it was just, if it didn't go well, it was, you know, not too much of an investment. Um, there's also just so much in Austin where I almost like had a list of like places I've always wanted to go. And I would just, you know, throw it out as a plan. Like I, I always like would throw out ideas like, oh, hey, I've been wanting to try this place. Um, but okay. drinks were nice because it was just, you could just do one drink. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't it, you, you know, hey, like this has been fine. Like, oh, I've got a lot of work to do in the morning. Um, and so mm -hmm. yeah, drinks were always a good go-to. There was always people around. Um uh, I also thought too, like, especially just like, you know, if you do it on a weekday, um, you've got your time clock where you can like, you know, quit while you're ahead if you're having fun, or if like, you know, there's always an excuse to build an excuse to, you know, end the date. And then you can think right. about it. Um, if you want right. to see the person again. Yeah, that, that's understandable. That makes a lot of sense to me and picking a public place. Like you're talking about mm -hmm. for drinks or coffee or happy hour appetizers. Um, especially if you don't know the person is always recommended. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So let's, let's jump to the next question of uh, where did the term ghosting come from? Uh, is it a lack of accountability in modern dating or what else is it? I, I mean, I think like, that's a great question. Cause I don't really remember when it came about. I think, um, yeah, the idea of just, um, effectively becoming a ghost. Um, so you'd stop responding, um, you just basically go cold Turkey, um, with the idea that like, this is a better way than just, you know, telling a person you're not interested or breaking up with them. Um, I think, yeah, it comes from, I think a frustration of, of it happening a lot more often and maybe being a bit more easy to do, especially you're meeting people on dating apps, um, just ways that you wouldn't be connected with them. You know, you, if you, um, like before social media, before dating apps, um, you'd meet someone from school or like at a, at a place that you would, might see them again, you couldn't really get away with ghosting or it's like, you know, your aunt introduced you to somebody. Um, and I think now that it's easier to do because you don't have ties to this person, um, we're seeing it more and more often, um, and right. people, you know, seeing it as an easier out versus like, oh shoot, like I've, I've got to go see her next. She, she works the front desk at, at the gym. So I'll, I'll have to see her at some point. Right. So I've, you know, I got to do this the real way. You don't right. necessarily have to do that if that's not going to happen. Yeah. I hear you talking about how our world has gotten so big 
with mm. technology, the smartphone, texting, and then dating apps, it made the world larger and it made the dating pool larger. So mm. we're held less accountable by that small community of school work mm. or friends of family or friends of friends, um, mm. or maybe even a matchmaker back in the day, mm. um, reading a book about where, where the concept of dating came from. Mm-hmm. And it talks about matchmakers being a part of the process. And that was all about your small community. Mm-hmm. Who do the people that you know, know. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one thing I introduced on TikTok not too long ago of, I don't want to go back on the apps. So I asked my TikTok community mm-hmm. who like me, they trust me, they, they want what's best for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey guys, who do you know? Send them my way, have them reach out on Instagram. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. There was 55 messages in my inbox. Nice. Like now I understand how the numbers can be feeling overwhelming mm-hmm. in modern dating. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think that um, I think one thing that came up with the with the ghosting um, conversation is is the idea of a virtual connection. Um, and this actually brought up some some nuance or a bit of discussion. Um, and I have some recent videos on it. Um, but with women getting so 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 many matches, and then um, you know the you you know put your app. You, when I, when I would use the dating apps, um, I would, um, you know, I, I'd be on it. I'd use it thoughtfully, but I, I had a, a fun and full life. It was um, a tool in my pocket. I'd swipe through it. Um, you know, I'd meet up and go on some, on some dates through it. And usually it was just because, you know, the conversation was getting good. I, I feel like I can't build a good connection with someone virtually. So if the conversation felt like it was going somewhere, it was, I'd set up a date pretty quickly um, and it would move away from apps. Um, but um yeah, like I, when I would be on apps, sometimes I'd just you know, put the phone in my pocket and maybe I'd start some conversations, but I'd, I'd, I feel like I would match with people where it was just like, oh yeah, you know, like he's cute. There could be some potential here. And then I get the likes come in. I would, I would do hit, I would do hinge. And that was the only mm-hmm, one I was yeah. on. Um, and then I would, you know, if someone liked me or was like, oh, it could be interesting. I'd take, I'd match. And then um, the matches rack up pretty quick as a woman. Um, and yeah. I didn't really realize like it was, I would put the app down and go back on my put it down, come back a few days later. And I get these like very hostile messages of like, where'd you go? Oh, you're going to ghost me. Like, look at you ghosting me. Um, and it was, it was, it was first, it creeped me out where I was just like, how is this person so invested? They, they have a picture of me and we have a few pleasantries back and forth. Like, why is this person so invested? And I, it made me right. like, uncomfortable. it was just like, what is a, is a match different to a man? And then I, you know, I learned like, you know, with, with men, it's like, oh, you get, you get your, almost like your one match a week and it feels like a little Christmas gift. It's like, why would this person leave a match? It's like, oh, well, a match looks different to a woman yeah. than it does to a man, I think. Um, and yeah, like, I think that's where that kind of like, um, you yeah, virtual aspect comes in where it can cause right. some confusion. Um, yeah, I can, I can relate a lot to that, that there's a scarcity and an abundant mindset when it comes to online dating or just dating oh, in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. Uh, having too many choices prevents us from making a choice at all. It's called the paradox of choice, Yeah. but also having only one match a week for what I hear men say all the time is like, I only have two or three matches. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's, let's find somewhere in the middle of like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't need 50 matches in order to find five dates over the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our last episode, one of the last few episodes talks about what kind of ownership can we take about accepting as many matches right? So that it doesn't become overwhelming or it doesn't become our whole world. Like you were talking about, I set it down for a couple of days because I have a date set up or because I have a full life. And then I come back to these messages that are actually like, wow, really uh, aggressive, not assertive. Mm 
And that can be very off-putting. I can understand that. Oh yeah. It it turned me off from just like the apps as a whole. It was just like, Oh, like it's, you know, another one open the apps. What am I, what am I walking into today? Like who's, who's going to be hostile? Um, or it was like, you know, passive aggressive at best, you know, almost like scary at worst. Um, and yeah, I think it's just that feeling of, you know, you go onto Netflix, you have so many choices on Netflix. You would like, as a kid, it would be like, Oh my gosh, I have blockbuster on my TV. Like I remember loving going to blockbuster as a kid. It was a big deal. And, um, that, you know, volume of choices is just like, you realize you spent the amount of time looking for a movie on Netflix than actually watching a movie on Netflix. Um, I think too, like women, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like men have like that frustration of like not enough, like matches, like, oh, like, you know, how, how could you be upset about that? Like more matches is better. And then women, it's like, it's kind of like, yeah, I have all these matches, but I have guys who are, you know, using the dating app in a way that's not for real dates. Um, or, you know, they go on a date with the Jews and oh, I'm not looking for anything serious or something. And it feels yeah. like you have to do more like filtering through a lot of noise. And then um, I think men don't get, men don't necessarily understand that as much. Cause it's like, I don't have any matches to begin with. I don't understand right. that at all. Right. Yeah. Now we're getting to um, something that it sounds like we're both passionate about the, the, so, the psychology and the social aspect behind dating oh, of yeah. what you're describing for men is like, well, ingrained in our in our dna or in our psyche is like well i'm not enough how do i measure up and when the masculine energy brings that to the dating app process well then yeah they can feel that wound like really deep inside of them and there's never a there's never a justification for being reactive through the app there's appropriate ways to respond to somebody who's not responding to engagement or just like one word answers. There was an example. I, I recognized this woman's profile. I was like, okay, there's some great things here. She she looks to be self-aware and she's looking for something similar. Let me match with her. And then I would engage with questions, like three or four or five questions in a row, back and forth. And I was getting one word answers. Mm-hmm. And instead of continuing on to like, okay, what's behind this? Why, why is this person not engaging to the level of effort? I simply just labeled it and said, Hey, I'm just not feeling the connection I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, Best of luck to you. Um, Rather than ghost you, I just figured, you know, I would say it and say, thank you for your time, but I'm not interested anymore. And I gave her enough time to respond back. And the response back was like, okay, I'm making the right decision. It wasn't a reactive response. It was simply just a response that wasn't aligned with what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. No, that totally makes sense. And I think that's something that um, yeah, what you're, what you're saying stands out too, where it's like, um, the idea of like being, um, instead of saying like, oh, like, you know, why, why are they doing this? Why are they being so short with me? And just, and being turned off by that and just saying like, oh, you know, like, I don't want to date someone who's short rather than like, oh, like they don't like me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like a, a mindset I took in dating, um, where it was, um, you know, that frustration, like, I think, um, yeah, after I got out of, um, a past relationship, um, going back out into dating, um, I think it kind of hit me with the, with a big yellow school bus of like, oh, there's a lot of guys out here who say like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. And it used to be like, oh, like, am I just, you know, am I not girlfriend material? That idea of like, you know, girlfriend material versus like you know, just hookup material, wife material. You'd hear that all the time. Um, yeah. And it would, it would get to me. And then um, a mindset I took to change that was just, you know, a guy who's in his thirties who says, I'm not looking for anything serious is a guy that I think is immature and I'm not attracted to immaturity. Right. And it changed my mindset yeah. completely. Yeah. If they say that they're not looking for something serious, believe them the first time, because that's the truth. Um, And I'm not going to 
necessarily fault that person for having that intention in dating right now. It's just not aligned with what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. We both get to move on and we both get to go find what we're looking for. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I do want to get to the last two questions mm-hmm. before I let you uh, go today. I know your time is really valuable. So uh, really quickly, what do we do to recover from the shock and heartbreak of being ghosted? So let's say it's like you're actually actively dating and beyond, not just the one to three dates, actively dating and beyond. That's a, that's a, um, that's a good question. I think, um, and I, I did a stitch of just um, a TikTok that's going viral about a woman who's very upset about having been ghosted and she made a TikTok about him um, and she, she used his name and said something some, kind of like that West Elm Caleb thing that happened not too long ago. Okay. Um, but right. he's, he's Jacob who has twins um, and other people recognized it. Um, it's starting to you know, get a lot of traction where someone else says, I went on a date with Jacob with the twins he in the Salt Lake City area. Um, and then um, she's made a follow-up TikTok since um, with a screenshot of the text she sent him saying, there are four other women that have come forward and this TikTok has 350,000 views and I'm going to post some pictures in my next TikTok. I don't think you should do that. That sounds yeah. like, um, I don't want to label that as gaslighting, but it certainly sounds the pendulum swung in the opposite direction of respond versus react, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that's something that's come also come with just like, you know, ghosting, the ghosting is so bad as we've come up with just these outrageous, you know, pu- ways to punish people for ghosting them. Um, this is someone she had been on, I think, two dates with. Um, and she told him just, you know, before having sex, um, saying like, hey, like, you know, if I do this, the one thing I ask is if this doesn't work out, just don't ghost me. And then he ghosted her. Um, and it's like, yeah, the bar you put the bar was on the floor, but you put the bar on the floor, and he wasn't too far from the bar. Like you, yeah. Sometimes it's kind of like, how did you manifest that ghosting? Um, but um, I think t- I'm totally going off track. But um, I think as far as you know, what to do, um, I would say don't. I mean, don't take it to that that level. I think there's that feel- feeling of like wanting to punish the ghost or teach them a lesson. Um, and I think that's, um, as far as moving on, um, you know, what do you say to the ghoster and how do you move on? Um, I think the biggest thing to do is, um, you know, I think first, um, like I said, takes two to get ghosted, um, you know, make the actual, make it known that you you were in this, wanted to see the person again. So if you're actively dating, I don't think it's as much of like, you know, oh, did you, you know, not say, you know, I'd love to see you again. Like that's, it's, you're expected to see them again. Um, but I think, um, yeah, like, um, I think, you know, making that effort to say, like, hey, like, you know, what, what's going on here? I'm getting worried. Um, something that would compel them to to respond where a reasonable person would say, like, okay, the jig is up. Like, this person's worried about me. Like, I should probably mm-hmm. just say something. They, they need a real right. breakup because they're not going to go away on their own. Um, but I think once it's, you know, apparent that you've been ghosted, I think the best response, um, you know, before healing yourself, um, I do think a good thing to do rather than, like, calling out the ghost or trying to teach them a lesson is, um closing that door so that they don't think it's okay to come back. I think right. sometimes the, go- the idea with ghosting too is to almost like leave it open-ended or leave an open door to come back. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, that's another reason to ghost. It's, you know, the, the idea that, you know, they don't necessarily know if they want to end it. They want to just keep the door open and have some options. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they come back, oh, I've been so busy. I'm so sorry. Um, right. Don't let them do that. Say like, hey, you know, this is over for me. Um, you, t- you, turn it on, you turn it on its head, like you're breaking up with them. Yeah. Just, you start on the note of keeping an ego. You broke up with them. Hey, I'm turned off by, by people who just disappear. This is over for me. Um, and that also, like, if they try to come back, like, 
they know they're not walking back into someone who's going to say like, Hey, like, you know, cool. I hear that's great. You've been busy. Like let's hang out again. And then it starts all over again. I right. think that, you know, closing that door, letting them know, like, you're not, you don't get to come back here, buddy. Um, and then from there, I think, um, that's where the like personal healing comes in. Um, I think if you need to take a break from dating, um, you know, if you go on dates, um, kind of like the, the woman that I, I was talking about who's making TikToks, it almost felt like she'd walk into that date saying like, oh, guys do this all the time. I said, you know, as long as you don't ghost, just don't ghost me. Um, if you're going to walk into dates, like this person's going to ghost, um, you know, maybe it is good to take a break, um, or look to, um, yeah, look to, look to take it, take some sort of a break between then so that you can be your best self when you get back into dating. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, um, as far as I think it, at that level, ghosting says more about the other person than you. Um, yeah. and I think that it's something that good to have on your conscience that like, you know, that this person, this person was a coward. Um, and just knowing that, um, and then kind of going forward as you do date again, um, just not letting that get to you. Every person's different. Um, I think people who would ghost like someone they're actively dating is, is outside the norm. Um, that's someone that is, that is pretty cowardly. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I I think it's tough because it's, it's like, it's so much easier said than done to say like, Oh, you know, like don't take it personally. Like I, anytime I've ever been told, don't take it personally. It's like, how do I not take this personal? Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. I showed up as, as a person on a date, you know, and exactly. And what I hear you saying in there as a, as a way to process the ghosting, if you got ghosted is like, don't put this person on blast on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit later, you said, you know, if you're actively dating somebody, I almost heard you say, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt one time. Mm-hmm. And that's the reaching out of with like a slow startup question, or um, that's the invitation for a, another date. Mm-hmm. And in that case, if if I throw that out there a couple of days after a first date, if I'm interested for a second, and I don't hear back from them for like a few days, four or five days, mm-hmm. and I'm in, I'm interested, I'll give them another text, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, a little bit more of a straight up direct invitation of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'd love to take you to dinner. What's your weekend look like? And then that gives them the, uh, the chance to step up or step out. Mm-hmm. And then I can start my grieving process of like, oh, okay, well, we went out six times. They don't want to go out again. I think I actually do need to process this before I start dating anybody else. So I appreciate Definitely. that. That's what I heard. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And I think there is that, that benefit of the doubt thing does matter. And I think there's, you kind of toe the line between like, um, you know, being idealistic and, and jaded or, um, you know, how much benefit of the doubt is, is too much, or it's like, you know, everyone's human. Um, and especially just in early stages of dating, um, you don't drop everything and, you know, you're, in, yeah, you're interested in this person. You want to see them again, but you do have your job or, you know, as much as you like them, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Um, so there's that mix of benefit of the doubt and that whole, like, if he wanted to, he would kind of concept. Um, yeah, let's, let's connect on a different episode about that one phrase. Cause, uh, it's one that I'm not a huge fan of. I don't like it either. And I think there's so much nuance to it and people just, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. And then you have to balance that and just, you know, people are human. Um, but then it's also Mm -hmm. just like, when are you getting, when are you giving too much benefit of the doubt? You you, you know, someone disappears and then two weeks later, oh, I've been so busy. I love how you close the door on the conversation of like, um, Hey, I haven't heard from you in like five days. Just want to let you know that I'm not interested anymore. And, um, best of luck to you out there or softening it a little bit and say, Hey, based on our communication the last few days, I'm, I'm just not feeling the connection I'm looking for. Best of luck to you. 
you know, that can come out of the blue. And that's a great way for us to begin to arrive at the acceptance phase of grief, you know, mm. processing like denial and anger, bargaining and depression a little bit. It's mild in a, in a case like after two or three dates, but then this is my way of accepting what happened and moving on, moving forward. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, before, um, you know, the, the, the current guy, the, before the current guy I'm dating, um, I, I was ghosted. Um, and I was really, I was annoyed because it was, um, I went, we went on two dates and it was right before my birthday. Oh, I'll take you out for your birthday. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so cool. And I was, I was really excited. Um, and then, you know, he, you know, what he had a wedding that we had a bachelorette party and, and there was some texting back and forth, um, got back that Sunday, Hey, I'm back. Like, you know, would love to do something, um, I'm to, on Tuesday back to reality and didn't hear anything. I was kind of like, uh-huh. you, you, you made a lot of promises at that birthday date about all these things you wanted to do for a next date. Um, and then I think Monday came around still kind of feigned ignorance of like, Hey, like, you know, the, just, I, I don't, I don't think it sounded like too, like it doesn't sound desperate, but it was just like, Oh yeah. Like, Hey, I think the first one was like, Oh, back to reality. Um, let me know what you want to do this week. And then Monday, I think I said like, Oh, Hey, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm free these days and just wasn't hearing anything. And, um, I was, I was, I was like annoyed, but the thing that like made me feel like I could, um, move on or walk away from that was, um, you know, on Wednesday, I was just like, I'm not going to like keep this going. I, at first I was like, maybe I'll give it three, three days, maybe something's going on. And, but then I was just like, this part, like this person has a job just like me, like, or his job's no busier than mine. Like, I'll, you know, he's no busier than I am. Like he, if he want, like, I don't want to do the whole, if he wanted to, he would, but if you wanted to see me again within 72 hours, you could have said something. Um, yeah. and rather than saying like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll wait it out. Or like, Oh, I guess he just ghosted. I said like, Oh, Hey, like, I think, I think I made it kind of sound a little bit sassier, not necessarily like, Oh, like you, you ghosted, but just like, Hey, like, you know, I'm not really looking to, to date someone that's, you know, hoping to come in just to, hopes to like come and go at their, at their leisure. Like, not sure if that was what we were doing, trying to do here, but regardless, like I'm out. Um, I always, I always yeah. like, um, I forget who, what, who gave this like dating advice, but just, um, phrase it like a shark, one of the sharks on shark tank. Um, don't make it about questions, but just like, you know, Hey, like this isn't working for me. So I'm out. Um, and if someone really wants it, they have to, to chase you and, and wave their hands at right. you and then maybe you could consider it. But I always do the, the Barbara Corcoran style. Like this isn't my vibe. So I'm out. Kind of thing. I get it. Totally understand that. And then finally, before I let you go, we got this, we got this question from an audience member and you and I both in our pre-interview conversation, are both jazzed to talk about this. So like, when is ghosting, let's say that I've gone out with somebody, when is it appropriate for them to ghost me? And we kind of listed out a few things. As a whole, yeah. When's it appropriate to ghost? I do think some people's keep the ghost, the term ghosting going for too long. I think if you, someone's already rejected you, it's no longer ghosting. So they keep trying to keep the conversation going. Um, obviously, um, I think reasonable expectations for when a person should um, respond. Um, I think sometimes people are really quick to throw the ghosting label on or, you know, get very panicky when someone doesn't respond. Like I know I've, when I'm working, um, I've, I've ADHD. I don't text throughout the day. I put the phone to the side. Um, and I've had people where, um, you know, they think like the mindset of, it just takes five seconds to respond to a text. It's like, no, then that, that brings another text, brings another text yeah. um, where I've had someone, you know, go throughout the day where it's, they sent a high and then at two o'clock, it was like, wow, thanks for ghosting me. Um, exactly. So I think, um, re- did the person give you a reasonable amount of time to respond? Like, was it really ghosting or were you impatient? Um, so I think that's, that's one factor. And I think we're all, we're all human. Um, we all, you know, know what that reasonable time looks like. 
um, you, you know when you can feel like this person probably should have responded by now. Um, but yeah, did you give them a reasonable amount of time to respond? Um, is what it would be one factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think forms of, you know, when would they be appropriate? If, I, th- I think if you'd set some sort of an expectation for something more, ca- more casual, because um, I think, um, yeah, if, 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 if there's nothing casual about being expected to respond in X amount of times, but if you'd said to someone, hey, you know, I'm not looking for anything too serious. And I mean, yeah, you can ghost the, your situationship casual buddy, but sort of, but um, I think there's a little bit more leeway where it's like, hey, this, you know, was more of a, um, if it all lines up because we're both out at the same time, that like, that's kind of what this is. Like, and you want me to, you know, respond right away to this question. I think, um, you know, if a precedent's been set that this is a casual thing, it's, it might not be ghosting. Um, I think, um, yeah, the, the safety aspect is huge. And, um, like I even huge. told you where yeah. it was like, there was obviously the, the person in question who had that criminal record, but I think the next date I went on after that, I was, I was really skeptical. I, I don't think I ghost, I would ghost that person, but maybe I would, if something just, they asked to go on a hiking date or something. Sure. And I was just kind of like, ah, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I think safety is a thing, um, whether it's the other person's fault or not, um, if they felt unsafe for any reason. Um, and I do think there's some element of, you know, a, a big personal issue or life event to an extent. I think, you know, that whole, like mm, seven, mm-hmm. a whole week goes by, this person's clearly been trying to get in touch with you and you just, oh, I'm, I'm so busy. Like, and then finally, like, you're not busy. Um, you have a, a day when you're just looking for stuff to do. All your friends are, are busy. And then it's like, oh yeah, I, I probably should get back to that person. Oh my gosh, I've been so busy with yeah, work. Right. Um, right. That's not the same, but if you've gotten like, I don't know, if, some, if someone, if it's an early connection where you, you know, you get in a car accident, someone in your family mm-hmm. dies and it's just kind of like, I like this person, but I just, I need to put my phone down for a second. Right. I think that makes sense. If they come back and say, you know, my, my grandma died, I, it would be different than I'm so busy with work. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And, uh, thank you very much for that clarification. And what comes up for me is like, if I'm on a first date, second date, third date, and there's intentions for another, and I display behavior that's like oversharing or Mm -hmm. too much information too soon. I would, I would understand somebody ghosting me in that case. Like here's Mm -hmm. all my childhood drama, just like thrown out there on a first date. I would expect to get ghosted in that case. Um, but to your point about safety, like I wrote some notes down of, you know, if they are just straight up inappropriate on a first mm-hmm. date, I think that's appropriate, uh, a great time to ghost, like mm-hmm. doesn't need an explanation if your boundaries were crossed in any way. And then finally, like if somebody's just moving way too fast and they're not, they're not understanding that you're setting a clear boundary, mm-hmm. then that's an appropriate time to ghost. Like, Hey, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times that I'm casually dating right now. I'm seeing a couple other people or that's moving a little too fast for me. And I think, yeah, that kind of lines up with what I was saying about, um, the, you know, soft nose where it's like, okay, Hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be away from the phone for a little while. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm busy throughout the day. Um, you know, setting that expectation ahead of time. And then that person, you know, just being, um, you know, a bit, a, a bit more, um, you know, ex- their expectations for a response are just, you know, much more than you're willing to give. And to them, that might be ghosting. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think what's the best thing that someone can do, um, you know, on the other side of things, if someone's moving too fast, say something, mm-hmm. um, or yeah. like, you know, set that expectation because, um, you know, maybe the other person's excited and they're willing to meet in the middle. Um, and then, right. you know, also like it can kind of show a bit more clearly, like if it's not a fit, like, oh, well, like we clearly don't align on communication styles. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's, sounds very clear to me. And it sounds really aligned with that ethical dating that we were talking about so far on the, on the podcast episode. And again, I want to say thank you so very much for your time, because this was a very informative and valuable conversation. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and, and learn a little bit more about the ghosting charts and the timeline chart or the talking stage charts, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, the best content's on TikTok. Um, so welcome to the peasant party. Um, had an ex that used to ironically call people peasants if they you know, just kept things dirty for too long. So I made that my TikTok name um, at welcome to the peasant party, all one word. Um, and there is a link in bio um, where there's you know an email address. Um, email is great if you've got you know longer questions. Um, the um, yeah TikTok. I know it's it, the DM functions. It's kind of a challenge. So the um, the email address mm, in there is great. Mm -hmm. You can find PDF versions of the, the charts all written up just because I only have so much time to walk through them on the, the TikToks. Um, you can find those on that Medium link. Um, all those links should be in the link tree. Um, and then, yeah, like I think um, something I've also gone up just with the marketing background is just going after like as far as what content to do next, like what's the demand, what's the biggest dating topic right now. So if there's a trending video, you know, what to do next or what people are commenting to ask for. I think some of the best content was from people saying like, is this, is this ghosting? What if it's this? There was a big discussion too of like, you know, saying a virtual connection isn't real. It can't be ghosting if it's virtual. Like that's really harmful. And to me, like a yeah. go to me, virtual ghosting is you walk away from someone on a dating app and someone else like, no, what about the people that do those big communities and they have thousands of hours of Skyping because one's in China um, it was like, it created a lot of good discussion um, sure. that made me change my mind a bit. Um, right. So just comments and saying like, you know, asking questions, um, if you have an idea for something else that I should do, I'm super open to that. I love taking the feedback. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I highly recommend following you on social media. Uh, TikTok's a great place to connect and grow communities if it's used in an appropriate way. And uh, if there's anything you want to leave us with today that we touched on briefly or didn't quite get to, what would that be? Yeah, for anyone who, who didn't hear or see the TikToks already, the talking stage ends once the actual date happens. And I will die on that hill. It, you're, the talking is that period of time when you're trying to set up a date. Once you've been on a date, that's dating. And I do think if someone's afraid of the word dating and wants to keep calling that talking, that might be a sign about their intentions or trying to create some distance between there. Um, and that's right. also for you, Ashley, who is trying to die on the hill of talking being dating. It's actually dating. Yeah, thank you so very much, Charlotte, for that. I think I think we have a topic for another follow-up episode uh, just based on the talking stage. So what do you say in the next six months we check back in and, and follow up on the talking stage? This has been a, a really nice time. Thank you Love so you. very much, Charlotte. Talk thank soon. You. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I cannot thank Charlotte enough for joining me all the way from Austin, Texas, to discuss how ghosting shows up in modern dating you know, with text messaging and social media and dating apps as a way that people connect, communicate, and meet each other these days, it can be very frustrating and confusing to enter into the modern dating world. And that's what we're here for. We're here to support you along the way. Both Charlotte and myself, we really feel aligned with education, really helps us understand ourselves better, understand modern dating better, and how to navigate all of those things that come up for us when we are out there looking to co-create a relationship with an aligned partner. If you have any follow-up questions to today's episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to Charlotte on TikTok at Welcome to the Peasant Party or myself on Instagram at DaveGlazer underscore CSCS. Until next week, 
This is Dave Glazer wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world.